Get in, loser. We're going to book club. This is our whole deal. We're friends who read books. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Renee. And welcome to Crybaby Books. How's it going? It's going well. I drove by World's largest Idaho potato today. <gasps> it was on an 18-wheeler. <gasps> in a, well, I didn't drive by it. Like, it was in a parking lot. So I go to the grocery store to get some apples and some onions to make my favorite sandwich, which is a shitty dupe of the La Madeleine <laughs> turkey and brie. <laughs> okay, go off. And there's this big red truck in the parking lot. It's got a huge, like, faux potato on the back. I'm saying huge, like, I don't know, the size of, like, a mobile home. I mean, Are huge. You, and, huge. And it's not a real potato. It's not a real potato, but it's got a big sign on it that says something like, we won't judge you if you ask them the question. And then it says, is it real? <laughs> With the big, But it's, like, obviously not real. Why have a big fake potato then? It's a big fake potato and it's got chains over it. It's got like two chains that go over the top so it wouldn't roll out. Two chains, my favorite rapper. Two chains, your favorite rapper on one big Idaho potato. And it's going around (laughs) grocery stores and doing potato sales. And that's that on living in a Mormon land. The way that I'm going to change our logo to two chains on a giant potato I and have we're gonna a PNG be in the our potato name. truck, so it's ready to go. <laughs> we're gonna change our name to Two Chains Potato Books. I'm so, okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Two Chains and Potato Books. No, I saw that today, and I was like, God, I can't wait to send this picture to Lindsay. But you're gonna be like, What the fuck is? What that? am I looking at? Why is Two Chains sitting there? No, I'm just kidding. At least got a um, potato pen. But anyway, what? What a little queen. Did you just walk up to the potato and just grab a pen? Or is did, like, there was a man. Like a- there was a man with a tent, and he was like, "If you follow me on social media, you can get a T-shirt." I said, "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> like my followers are more valuable than that. I will, however, take a pen and some stickers. God, how weird. And so he just drives around with it, or does it have, like, a home? Specifically, they drive around seven months of the year. But this is going to be too much potato content. It was just so weird. (laughs) And I was just like... I'm just so intrigued by this fucking potato. What's the weirdest thing you saw today? Um, Probably my body falling down in front of me as I became the spokeswoman for Life Alert. Um... (laughs) That's probably the weirdest thing I saw. I didn't leave the house. I was having a pretty rough day. <laughs> well, ice that ice that hip. Actually, a fall out of the tub hurts so bad. It hurts so it's, bad. It's, it's a very specific type of pain. Listeners, the way okay, falling just as a person is embarrassing, right? Why is it so much more embarrassing alone? In your 30s, you're like, I should have gotten better at walking by now. You're not supposed to slip when you're not like a toddler. Like after, like when you're like four, slipping yes. specifically. You're not supposed to fall. too young. Yeah, you're not supposed to fall. And so as an adult woman falling, it's pretty much the most humbling experience of my entire life. <laughs> so yesterday when I was feeling like that bitch going on a hot girl walkout in the 100 degree weather after my kick-ass workout. That girl and the girl that I am today, they don't know each other. They're two different girls. 
They're two different girls. Okay, let's get into this episode before I embarrass myself some more. Let's start with, Lindsay just said that it was 100 degrees on her walk. Lindsay also texted me earlier, like, we can't do an episode on cozy books. It's 100 degrees on my walk. Listen, listen, you're going to laugh. I know exactly what you're about to say. She's about to say, but yet Lindsay's wearing a sweater. Oh, no, I wasn't going to knock you for the sweater. I love wearing a sweater. Here's the thing. After I fell and humiliated myself in front of absolutely no one, but you now all of my podcast interior. listeners, I fucking, I was like, that's it. I made myself a big ass meal. I cranked down the AC super cold in my house. I put on a comfy, cozy outfit. And I was like, I'm not having a bad day any longer. This it's is my autumn. day. It's autumn now. It's cold as fuck in here. I'm not going outside where it's the surface of the sun. I'm staying in here. Where I'm just charging up the electricity bill and I'm just keeping it cold as shit. So, anyways, that was a hair flip that you couldn't see, but did happen. I hope that you guys could hear the hair flip. I hope you could hear it in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lindsay texted me and was like, We can't do cozy reads. It's going to come out too much in the summer. I can't do it. It's hot. And I was like, Well, I'm struggling with finding cozy reads, but actually, I do think I found what I'm going to do. I digress. We are going to do quarterly new releases. Hell yeah. Or new releases that we give a shit about. The the ones that we don't give a shit about. You're not going to hear us talk about it. So sorry. That won't be mentioned. The the thing is, this is going to be your worst nightmare if you have a bunch of books on your shelf that you haven't read yet and you're trying not to go to the Barnes & Noble sale because you're like, no, I have all those books on my shelf. We're actually going to tell you to go to Barnes & Noble and buy those books, especially once you hear us talk about them. Um, so I hope that that's your worst nightmare because if so, you have a very good life. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was my worst nightmare. (laughs) All of my books that I did are from either July or August releases. I only checked the release dates for like three of them. How many did you do? I didn't see your notes. I originally did five, but then I took one away. So now that I'm thinking of three out of four is not bad. It's not bad. No, three out of four is great. I did a couple of different genres and a couple of different authors, but I did not do a male author. Good. But it's okay because Lindsay is not moving to Boise. That's right. Where it's, this is female empowerment, new releases. Period. (laughs) Absolutely. Actually, I think I might have... (laughs) Yep, I've got mine are all women. Hell yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. I just love women. Just love women. Okay, let me hear your first one. Let's do it. Okay, my first one, I'm so shocked that you didn't do. It's called The Five Star Weekend by Ellen Hildebrand. And I think I've seen the cover. You probably have, but to be fair, her book covers are all incredibly similar. Okay. So when I tell you that I added this to my list without even like reading. She's Mrs. Nantucket. Yep, she's the hotel in Nantucket. That's right. So without even reading what it was about, I'm like, I'm going to read that. Because I loved the hotel (laughs) Nantucket so much. It was just so sweet and unique and weird. And it was, I just loved it. And I just, I trust her. Let's just say that. I trust her with my life. That says a lot. So if Ellen Hildebrand has taught you one thing, let it be that everything is not how it seems. Okay? Okay. So this book is about this gorgeous girly named Hollis, uh, which obsessed with her name. Yeah, I do. Not a Rachel Hollis, but I like a Hollis first name. Okay? No relation to Rachel Hollis. 
Um, so Hollis's life is like picture perfect, right? She's got this really popular food blog and her husband's like this really hot, like dreamy doctor. They're doing well financially, et cetera, et cetera. And one day her and her husband get in a bad argument and that ends up being the last time they speak. And for Renee's sake, I will not say how he passes away, but he does. Anyway, moving on. Not the point of the book. (laughs) It's definitely a big part of the book. I digress. (laughs) Okay. It's like the one chapter. Okay. Let me tell you about the rest of the book. So naturally Hollis starts to like spiral a little bit. Like she already has a really complicated relationship with her daughter. Her and her husband's relationship was not that great to start with. It just seemed like it on the blog. And she hears about something called a five-star weekend. And she's like, that's it. That is the reset that I need. And in this book, a five-star weekend is when someone organizes a trip for like each phase of their life. So their teenage years, their 20s, their 30s, and then their midlife. And so naturally, Hollis is like, I must have that for myself, and I must do it in Nantucket. Yep, we're back in Nantucket, bitch. (laughs) One thing about me, I'm staying in Nantucket. (laughs) That's why you're reading this book. It's solely for the Nantucket content. Although I am intrigued. I would love a vacation for all of my phases of life. Yeah, we'll plan it. You and I will do it. Okay. So the weekend, of course, because this is a book, right? It's not a Hallmark movie. It does not turn out quite like Hollis hopes it will. So somehow during the five-star weekend, she's greeted with her first love that she fell out of touch with. She's with friends who are beefing with each other. One friend shows up that she just found out her husband is cheating on her again. So that friend has her own drama going on. And then there's this person that shows up that, like, nobody really knows. She's actually just a reader of Hollis's blog. And she just kind of, like, it's giving the guests. She just kind of shows up and starts being a part of something, pretending she belonged there in the first place. And so there's friend drama. There's secrets. There's vacation. There's girly pop friendship girlhood. It's everything that you want. Color me intrigued. And also, I would like to change our five-star weekend girls trip into something that's like fun and happy and not like (laughs) don't bring nobody's exes invited nobody's exes invited nobody's friends can beef because number one it's just the two of us and number two it's i don't know i I don't know if i get vacation in nantucket but But not even for a weekend just for a couple days okay all right i feel like we could do a couple days okay Okay, do you want me to keep going or do you want to go back and forth? Are we ping-ponging? I'm going to go to mine. Are we marathoning? Okay. I'm going to – I'm let's ping-pong. So my next one is going to make you laugh. Okay. In the Likely Event by Rebecca Yaros, Yaros who wrote The Fourth Wing, which okay. is – Yes, but it's different. The book has an airplane on the cover. Okay, I spotted it at Target the other day. And I'm like, in the likely event, sounds like in the unlikely event, which sounds like some horrible pre-airplane crash thing. And <laughs> listener, if you, know, if you know me in person, <laughs> I am like the worst flyer in oh the world. Maybe not as bad as Travis Barker because he just got back on a plane. But like. Oh, my God. Not the Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Kourtney Kardashian? I need to cut my hair in a bob. No. <laughs> I. And, like, I'm a horrible flyer, and I have anxiety about it for, like, months before. And I moved across the country. Like, Dylan and I moved away from our family, so we fly all the time. 
<laughs> could probably fly like five times a year. Oh my gosh. Um, so when I saw the cover of this book, I was like, oh no. Should I read it? Because definitely something bad happens in an airplane, but they survive. So maybe it'll be a good story. Or okay. will I replay this, the bad plane scenes in my head? Like when I get on a plane and all I can picture is and lost when the back of the plane falls off and everyone's just like shaking into open air. Mm. Um, but anyway, I looked up the summary and I do think this is a book <laughs> that I would read. <laughs> so... Um, Izzy gets on a plane. It's the holiday travel. It's busy. It's crowded. It's stressful. We hate it, both of us. Um, she spots her seatmate, and he is hot. And she's like, this is my seatmate and soulmate. And she kind of, like, <laughs> has her eyes on this man. She's so intrigued by him. And she's just like this in her head. She's like, this must be destiny. We're supposed to be together. Obviously, then the fucking plane crashes. Um <sighs> 90 seconds after takeoff. And girly, if you don't think I don't count the first eight minutes out in my head, you're wrong. I do. Oh my gosh. Maybe you can't do Nantucket. I'll just come to you. No, I flew across the country with just me and Elise in May. That's what I was thinking. You're like, I'm a horrible flyer, except I did it alone with a toddler and it went great. Yeah, that was like... So um, anyway, their plane goes down. Everybody changes because... Hello, Travis Barker. Things change when you're in a plane that crashes. That's actually not funny. Yes. Everybody on that plane died except for him. I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, that's actually really, really sad. <laughs> no, I, like, apologies to Travis Barker, who definitely Travis, listens to this podcast. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. Trav, Trav, if you're listening, we're sorry. Anyway, there's some weird reunion for the people who were on the plane, which is giving manifest, but different. I need to, I need to stay on topic. Stay I'm letting my anxiety topic. take over. The, all the airplane talk. It's really good. Now. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, they have a reunion, and obviously they get together, and it's hot, and it's somewhere in the Middle East. <laughs> so clearly, they get back on a plane. Let's do it. Let's read it. That stressed me the fuck out, <laughs> and I am a great flyer. I don't know how to. I I watch all of the shows with plane crashes, and never once am I like that'll happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, read the book and let me know how it goes. <laughs> Poor Travis Barker. <laughs> Poor Travis. John, he's don't cut it. Hard life. <laughs> leave Travis. John, you better there. leave that shit about Travis Barker in there because he's he's got an autobiography. Last we're not episode, gonna I had a really Giuliani esque stroke, and then <laughs> <laughs> wait, not really Giuliani. No, it was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I'm so sick of all of these men's names. They're not that different. <laughs> Midge, Trav, Rudy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, take a deep breath. He's probably and had I'm a gonna stroke t- too. He's about 160 years old. <laughs> yes, I'm tired of it. And Travis does not deserve to be in the same sentence as those men. I don't think. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Let me calm your nerves by t- telling you about a different book that is a lot less. Please do the rest uh, of minor thrillers. I don't know. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's nothing if not consistent, okay? I'm so consistent. Please let me hear your book. Okay, so my next book that I'm excited to read is... <laughs> Listeners, Renee is still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come back. Okay. Okay, bring it back. Bring, bring it back. back. Okay. 
Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. Okay, Ann Patchett has a couple of like big time bestsellers. She did um, Commonwealth and The Dutch House. Those are two like that I see every time I'm at speaking of airports, any airport has those two books in every single stall. Um, but I haven't read them yet. I've kind of like, they've just been in my periphery for a while. Um, but she's back with a new book and it is like one of the most stunning, beautiful covers I have ever seen. And I was like, that might be the one. So as is typical me, I was like, finally, I'm going to read this author because I like the cover. <laughs> that so, is very typical you. <laughs> so Tom Lake is about Laura. She's the mom of three. And her daughters return to the family's, like, orchards in Michigan to pick cherries over, like, spring break. Like, how picturesque does that sound, right? Very. And so while they're in the orchard together, they start, like, begging their mom to tell them about something they don't know anything about, but they know that their mom's got a story. And that story is about a very famous actor that she used to not only date, but share the stage with a long time ago. So... As Laura begins, like, reflecting on her past and telling her now adult daughters the stories of, like, being an actress and being in this, like, love affair with this other actor, her daughters start really examining their own lives and their relationship with her and their relationship with themselves. And they're forced to, like, reconsider their place in the world and who they thought that their mom was. And so Tom Lake, it's the name of, like, the theater company that they, that, um, the mother and the famous actor acted together in. Mm. And so the book is about the lives that parents led before their kids were born. And it's a love story and a story about hope. And the main thing that I read in the reviews is that this book like really explores what it means to be happy when everything around you is falling apart. And so I thought it sounded like very comforting and like reflective and emotional and not as much about the woman and the famous actor, but more about her relationship with her girls and their relationship with her and them kind of realizing that she is a whole person. Right. She's not just who she is to just, them. Yeah. So I thought that that sounded really beautiful and I just love womanhood. And um, and again, the cover is so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, it looks like an impressionist painting. And um, sidebar again about the cover, there's an account that I love on Instagram called Pie Lady Books. And she recreates book covers with pies. And that's actually how I found like several books that I have she, loved reading. That woman is so talented. She is amazing. What a and creative. she did this one. And she did, for anybody who loves impressionism, it's like, it's very like watercolory and it's very pastel and stunning and fluid. And how do you do that with a pie? I don't know, but Pie Lady Books does. So this is a. This is both a free plug for Pie Lady Books and Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. I like that. So you talked about like the story of happiness. My next book is called Happiness Falls by Angie okay. Kim. Um, this is a story about a biracial Korean American family in Virginia whose lives are totally given a whirlwind when their father and brother go missing. Um, the daughter is kind of like, you know, super analytical. She doesn't really think it's a big deal when her dad and brother don't come home from their walk. Um, but 
later the brother comes back and he's got a syndrome that um, he doesn't speak. So he comes back and he's full of blood and he can't tell the family what happened. So the sister, you know, they go to the police. There's this huge like clock ticking investigation about what happened to their dad and kind of all of their family secrets start to unravel and the what I most liked in like the information about the book was that they put it's a mystery it's a family drama it's a novel about you know just thinking about thinking and I was like okay that sounds like really psychological that sounds cool I am very excited to read it and it also has a beautiful cover also that title Somebody would just pick that up thinking that was a very happy book. Mm. They would be in for a shock. They would be in for quite the shock. The happiness does appear to fall. <laughs> but on the front, it's got a waterfall, so there's like a there's like a double play. Gorge. Yeah. Gorgissimo. Okay, I kind of want to read that. That sounds really good. Okay, my next book is The Invisible Hour by Alice Hoffman. Have you read any Alice Hoffman books? I am about to look it up right now because I have no memory. Uh, Practical Magic. She's the author of Practical Magic. It's what most people know her from. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. She's the cutest. So Alice Hoffman is this brilliant author. She, I just, she cannot be of this world. She's so talented. Um, one of her books is actually gonna, is on my list for cozy reads for um, our next episode. I know but what it is. Our next themed episode. Uh, yeah, you definitely do. But anyway, so this one is a new book that she has released that's not in the Practical Magic family. Um, but it seems like just as like magical and kind of unbelievable. So this is about a girl named Mia and Mia's life inside the community, capitalized, uh, which is an oppressive cult in Western Massachusetts. Her life is just unbearable. Uh, contact with the outside world is forbidden and books are considered evil. You are not allowed to read. And given Florida. <laughs> yes, big time. Uh, one day, which happens to be the day that Mia has decided to end her own life, she finds a book, The Scarlet Letter. And it was written almost 200 years before the day she finds it, but somehow it like is describing her life very accurately like to a point where she's like Hmm. this isn't fiction this is the life that I'm living and not only her life but like specifically her mother's life within the community somehow Nathaniel Hawthorne has like perfectly captured the pain and the loss that just surrounds their lives every day and Mia begins to like abandon the rules that she was raised with within the community and she starts to realize that like reading can really transform you and it can take you to another world and and time is a lot more fluid than she can possibly imagine so Mia is falling in love with a brilliant writer and she's making her way back in time and she starts to think like what if Nathaniel Hawthorne never wrote the Scarlet Letter And what if Mia never found it the day that she was planning on dying by suicide? And it seems very spooky and a little bit of magical realism, which is very much an Alice Hoffman 
uh, style of writing, but also like a story about loss and a story about love and a story about like oppression within cult-like communities. It just seems so interesting to me. Yeah, that's the, I'm, I'm going to add that to my October TBR. Hell yeah. Mine also maybe Practical Magic because I feel like that's something that I should read so that we can stay friends. <laughs> I actually haven't read Practical Magic yet. I know. I just watched the movie. Everybody's seen the movie, right? Well, I Have haven't seen the, seen the movie. Okay. Okay. So, bef- okay. Okay. I have so many thoughts. The movie is magical, and it's such, like, a cultural staple. And I definitely watched it way younger than I should have. Um But Alice Hoffman also recently came out with The Rules of Magic, which is a prequel to Practical Magic. It's a prequel, but it came out many years after Mm -hmm. the original book came out. And I read the prequel not realizing it. Like, I read the prequel like they were different people in my mind. I didn't make the connection until I went to leave a rating. Like, I went to review it, and it said Practical Magic, like, book point five or book one or something yeah and I was like what it's just like when you see you see a movie 15 years ago you don't kind of like remember the characters names I guess I don't know anyway maybe some people do but um so I was saving I I finished that around um Halloween last year and so I was saving Practical Magic the actual book for like October this year so I might actually maybe we'll read it at the same time Um, maybe we will who knows what that's called Okay, so on my, continuing the theme of a little bit spooky, my next book was Just Another Missing Person by Gillian McAllister, who wrote Wrong Place, Wrong Time, and Mm -hmm. something else very popular. I loved Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Wrong Place, Wrong Time is also trending right now. I fucking loved that book. Yeah, it it caught, I did not expect it to be. That's the one that tells the story backward, like it. It goes backwards. The mom like fell asleep. Something. Something like that. Sort of. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be on my to be cozy reads. And then I was like, is this cozy? It was thrilling. It was very thrilling. (laughs) It takes one long sip out of her Stanley cup. Um, This is a simple modern cup. Thank you very much. Sorry. It's okay. So Just Another Missing Person is about 22-year-old Olivia. She's been missing for one single day. And the last video that anybody has of her, she's walking on a dead-end alley on a CCTV, and she doesn't turn around and come out. And she's oh just God, missing. That's so fucking scary. I know. I pictured I'm already it, scared. I pictured it in my head. This is going to be my cozy read. <laughs> um <laughs> Julia, the detective heading up the search, thinks that she knows what to expect, a desperate family, a ticking clock, but she has no idea how close to home this case is going to get for her personally, so I guess some part of this girl's disappearance has something to do um, with the detective herself, and somehow her family's safety, the detective, depends on this, a random girl, so they have some Mm -hmm. type of um, connection, and it says like, I don't know, something about the criminals, like a weapon. It's not a gun. It's not a knife. It's like her family secret. Ooh. So color me curious. I love a family drama. Yeah, same. 
Okay, my final book, I saved the best for last. I'm so fucking excited to talk about this book, and I'm super excited to read this book. Okay, so the last book I'm going to talk about today is Shark Heart, A Love Story by Emily Habeck. And one thing about me is I'm going to get a little bit weird. I'm going to get a little bit weird. about ocean animals? A little bit. Okay. I like books about, like, weird kids who spontaneously combust. Like, nothing to see here. Fantastic. I like books about a giant Pacific octopus and their consciousness. Like, remarkably bright creatures. I like books about hobbies that I, like, literally do not care about. A la every other book that I read. So... Because of the weird things I like to read about, there is no way that I'm not going to like this book. Okay? Stay with me here. I'm listening. I'm in for such a ride. I have no context. (laughs) Okay. So, Lewis and Wren are newlyweds, and their first year of marriage is also going to be their last. A book about divorce, you ask? Nope. And then a few weeks after their wedding, Lewis receives a really rare diagnosis. And you may be thinking, a book about a woman who's widowed too soon. That's so sad. Not quite. Lewis has a rare condition. Over the course of nine months, his physical body is going to transform into the body of a great white shark. And he's going to retain most of his consciousness, his memories, his intellect, his artist's heart. But his body? That's the skin of a killer, Bella. The- you got too wholesome with this conscious mind and his artistic. <laughs> I didn't write the book, honey. Okay. Okay. So when Ren learns about the diagnosis, <laughs> she's like, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> okay. Stay. I told you, stay with me. Stay with me. So when Ren finds out, she's like, first of all, she's like, there's, that's not possible. There's no way this is okay, happening. Okay. So, no, so it's not like a common, this is not a, a normal. No, it's super rare. Right. And then she starts to notice him transforming. And she's like, oh, shit, like, this is happening. And she can see, like, his features start to change. And his hunger starts to change. And his temper starts to change. And she thinks to herself, like, okay, like, I really love this man. Like, maybe there is a way we could still be together after he changes. But How as he do it? I don't know. We've all... Listen... <laughs> What's it called? The Sound of Water? I don't know. What's that Guillermo <laughs> movie? <laughs> um, okay. Jaws? As he starts... No. No. Uh, the Shape of Water. Yeah. There it is. Um, okay. So as her husband starts to transform, suddenly these like long repressed memories are activated in her mind. And it's memories about her childhood on a houseboat. And memories about her mother who gave birth to her when she was just 15 years old and she was in this really abusive relationship. And a lot of memories about strange characters she's met throughout her life that she just has kind of repressed, including one woman who was pregnant with birds. So in the present, all of Ren's like grief and her trauma and her repressed memories start to collide and she's forced to like face it all in a very short timeline. And so it's touted as an emotional exploration of motherhood, marriage, transformation, and letting go. A love story about mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, 
animals and people, all while examining what it means to be human. I want to read the shit out of this book. Yeah, you are. You absolutely One thing about are. me? You mean he's going to turn into a shark? I want to read that. Is she going to pet him? The imagery in my head is so hard to wrap my head around, which is why I'm not like a big fantasy. I can do magical realism. This feels like way past that. Um, You're picturing Shark Boy? I'm picturing, <laughs> picturing Taylor Lawner. <laughs> no! <laughs> this is going to be a killer, Bella. Um, <laughs> no, I... I think that it's a book that you will really love and would be far too hard for me to wrap my head around. I can't fucking wait to read this book. When I was reading about it today, like I I'm so excited that like I'm probably we're going to finish this podcast and then I'm going to go to the store and buy it. Like we're I'm doing so a buddy read. read. Aren't you going to buy our buddy read book? I have a lot of books I'm supposed <laughs> to be reading right now. Our book club book, Her Majesty's Royal Coven, our buddy read book and now Shark Heart. I did see the cover. It's a very beautiful cover. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Listeners, please, if you are into weird books like me, please give it a try. I'm super excited to read it. Hmm. Okay. My last one is called The Connollys of County Down by Tracy Lange. I think this is only her second book. Um... It's about this girl, Tara, who has been in prison for the last 18 months for a drug conviction. She comes back home. She moves in with her siblings, her brother, who's a single dad, and he's got like a brain injury and her sister who's struggling for some like sense of control and navigating their new family dynamic. And she is... I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think of the word, greeted by like some cop or some parole officer. The cop who arrested her starts to hassle her and kind of threatens everything that she's worked for to like get back into society and get back and help her siblings and stuff. So I feel like it's a book who's going to, that's going to infuriate me with the shitty cop. (laughs) But I also thought it was interesting. We love to see a woman get out of the piece of shit prison system and then get her shit together. That's what we're looking Period. for. That's what I know is going to happen in the end. So, I um, was – this was one of the books that I almost did when I was looking for books to talk about. And uh, the only reason I didn't was because you told me your list. Oh, really? Yeah, because it looks really good. It looks really interesting, like a – a concept I don't read about very much. Yeah, I I was very interested. And I think I read, I think it's like new, new, August 1st. So it's pretty new. Oh, she's fresh. And yeah, and yeah I think um, the reviews that I had read of people who had read it were like, this was really, really good. And so I was like, well. Hell yeah. Color me curious. I love to read things that are really, <laughs> really good. I love it. I feel like my TBR just went from like 100 to 1,000. I wish that so we I'm going to read every book that you talked about. I wish that we could share screens because I would show you all of – look at the cover. Hold on. I'm going to show you. The way I know that you don't work in corporate America is saying I wish we could share screens. <laughs> look at the Happy Falls cover. That's stunning. I'm going to purchase it. Yeah, it that's going to have to live. It's going to have to live on my shelf for sure. 
Oh my god. Okay, flip the camera. Back I know. Around. I'm not a corporate girly. I'm clicking the wrong <laughs> button. No, I just say that because me and my colleagues spend like eight hours a day sharing each other's screens and taking control of each other's screens, and that's just how we work together in corporate America. Um, okay, I'm super excited. I love talking about new releases, and it feels like a like a guilty pleasure, right? I don't know if anybody else feels that way because it's like there's all those books that I still have to read, but I'm like, but look at those shiny, sparkly new ones over there. But look at all of these new ones that people are really talking about. We're also on a roll <laughs> because us. Lindsay and I decided on our buddy read, which is another book that people are really talking about, and I'm so excited to read. And I might even go get it after we're done, even though it's like 8 o'clock. I feel like Okay, I just want to know what everybody's talking about, okay? I want any kind of drama. I want any kind of good gossip, bad gossip, soft gossip. Just tell me what the tea is. And this book is getting a lot of buzz, our buddy read book. Our producer's going to fucking hate that. (laughs) Lisa Jules, none of this is true. Exclamation point, exclamation point. None of this is true. Lisa Jewell is back, baby, with a new psychological thriller about a woman who finds herself the subject of her own popular true crime podcast. <laughs> Lindsay's raising her eyebrows. Um, I'm, I was going to make some kind of joke about not liking a true crime podcast, but I have suggested only thriller books and other things that give me anxiety. <laughs> so a true crime podcast Thank you. seems like right up my alley. I fucking love true crime podcasts so much so that like my conditions for listening to a true true crime podcast, it's like I have like a long list of like boxes it has to check in order for me to even like consider consider it because I'm such a true crime potty girly. Craig's listening to this and he's like, I'm telling you to stop listening to that. I've told you for years. And you know what, Craig, you've told me a lot of things and I only listen to some of them. She listens to most, Craig. Don't even listen to her. <laughs> Celebrating her 45th birthday party at a local pub, popular podcaster Alex Summers crosses path with an unassuming woman called Josie Fair. Josie, it turns out, is also celebrating her 45th birthday. They're birthday twins. Birthday twins. So a few days later, they bump into each other again, and it feels a little bit fate-ish. And this Josie appears to be strange and complicated, and Alex kind of finds her unsettling, but she (laughs) is just going to keep on digging into this woman's life. The thing about me is I'm also strange, complicated, and unsettling, so. And I'm digging into your life, so (laughs) could this be a book about us? Is this fucking song about us? No, one something, there's some horrible thing. Josie's got some really dark secrets. And they've intertwined their lives together. As quickly as she arrived, Josie then disappears. And then Alex discovers that she's left a terrible and terrifying legacy in her wake. And Alex has become the subject of her own true crime podcast. Oh, my God. Ah, Let's read it. I'm skilled. I want to read it right now. You know, we do. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like, who the fuck is this Josie Gritty? Josie. What did she do? I, what did she Josie, do? What you, Josie, what did you do, girl? Tell me. I can't wait. I also can't wait. 
I'm fucking so excited. I want to go buy a hundred books now. Um, I was, I'll probably go to the library today, and then I was like, they're not going to have any of these books in the library. And that's when you pull a Lindsay Delacerda, honey, and you request the shit out of it, and then you make your librarians grind their teeth and put you on a watch list. I was <laughs> 260 for the audiobook of None of oh, This yeah. Is True by Lisa Joel. 260. Yeah, I think I was like, oh, Renee, like, there's a long wait. I'm 23rd in line. And she's like, I'm 260th, okay? It was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess we're buying this one. <laughs> You're, I guess, I'm in excited. a smaller town, but I feel like I'm closer to a bigger town that, like, bigger readers would just go to, the, like, the Utah County. I mean, the uh, Salt Lake County Library. Well, yeah, and libraries. our friends... Craig and Luke, they they live in like a really big city out in California, and they're always super like their lines are super long for popular books too. And I don't, I almost wonder if it's like there's just more readers, and they it's a public library. I wonder so there's if not my super mom could get me her library card for like Calcasieu Parish. I might ask. <laughs> The way I was on my sister's for Calcasieu <laughs> Parish for a really long time. I mean, like literally for years. I mean, who I in Calcasieu Parish is reading? So <laughs> okay, you'd be surprised. They've got some. They've got some weights too. Um, okay, I'm so excited. I'm really happy that we're gonna start doing this like once a quarter. Talk about all the new books that are out. What those authors have also written. What we have read. What we haven't read. Um, and yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks, this Renee. Was. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. We're gonna put all the books that we talked about today in the show notes so that you can read along with us. And follow us on Instagram at crybabybookspod. And if you have a book you think we should read, send us an email. You can reach us at hi at crybabybooks.com. But if we're being real, like, please just DM us. Like, we're we're all grown-ups here, okay? We are. And my phone has 5%. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)